Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Twenty-four to twenty. It wasn't pretty, but it's a win, and you take it. And you are now the top team in the NFC after nine games into this season. So the Green Bay Packers, uh, pretty much where they want to be now, is are things perfect? No, of course not. But nevertheless, um, that's where you wanted to be. And the Packers aren't going to apologize for it by any stretch of the imagination. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Quick Trip. Don't forget, coming up tonight, got a good game. you got the Bears and the Vikings. This is destinational viewing. I am going to be hanging out tonight. Maybe we'll watch it together. Maybe we'll do some Facebook Live tonight. I've been thinking about that. Uh, but that being said, coming up tonight, uh, if you're going to be looking for you're asking yourself, what's for dinner? It's a Monday night, you know. Everything's just <laughs> So it's a Monday night. It is what it is. So you ask yourself, what's for dinner? Answer is Quick Trip. Stop in. They've got those really good meals, just like mom would make. You can take them home, heat them, and eat them. You are good to go. And that's our friends at Quick Trip. But don't forget, use your Quick Rewards card when you do so. And uh, you can continue to earn yourself some points and maybe get a little relief at the pump as well, which is always just the other day, as a matter of fact. I went and filled up the truck. And the truck was on E. I love it when this happens. Truck was on E. Swipe the Quick Rewards card. It says, would you like an extra $0.10 off per gallon at the pump today? Hell yes. Filled the entire truck up. Oh, that's so nice when you get that. It's a nice little bonus. It's like Christmas right there in November. So uh, stop into your uh, local quick trip. Good people over there. Aaron Rodgers after the ball game yesterday on why the game was so close because he said, look, Jacksonville just plays us tough. The weather, I think, evened some things out a little bit um, where – uh, because of the the rain that we had, um, you know, and the length of the grass and the wind, and I think that there was some evening out of some things. And then we played, you know, uncharacteristic in, in uh, a few areas. Uh, you know, obviously for interception, uh, Devontae fumbled. Uh, we gave up a 90-yard punt return for touchdown. So there were some uncharacteristic things that happened. But I think the energy was really good today, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think they, you know, that was more reminiscent of a game from last year where we relied on them to come through in the clutch with some big stops. So the energy was really good. 
I don't know if I'd necessarily say that. At least ap- apparently, look, I'm not on the sideline. He is. But it didn't look that way early on in this ball game. Now, he does talk about Devontae Adams. That, look, uh, Devontae Adams bounced back, uh, made some big plays, obviously had that touchdown catch to put him ahead at the end of the ball game. He's just kind of built different. For him to get back out there, I asked him a couple times. I said, you okay? You good? And uh, and he just nodded uh, that he was. So that route and that play that he scored on is really a play for Marquez. Um, sliding across the formation, they did a good job of kind of uh, getting hands on him. Tay just slow played it on the backside. The dude is a special player. He's uh, he's one of a kind, and uh, he never ceases to grow my respect. And it's just another chapter for him today, dealing with with what he was dealing with to come back out there and catch a touchdown. That's what you want from your leaders. So the ankle is what he's talking about. He said, "Are you okay?" Just nod his head and said, "Yes," and uh, just. Went back out there and, and did it and got the job done. And uh, in addition to Devontae Adams and kind of quote the toughness he displayed, uh, he also said, boy, today, being, meaning yesterday, he really liked what he saw from Marquez Valdez-Scantling. The growth we're going to see from him is is where he becomes more than just a one-dimensional guy. But I will say there were a couple of plays that I really, really liked today from him. Uh, we ran a keeper, and he uh, – you know, caught it and ran through it and got about like 30 yards on the keeper, which was uh, amazing. Just, I, I just feel like he ran really tough with the ball on that play. We had a third down that, that was important for us in our second touchdown drive where I had to move to the right and he had a great, uh, scramble adjustment where it felt like there was a big flow to the right. He stopped and I threw him the ball that was probably knuckling all over the place and he made a nice body catch to keep things alive. And then, you know, the, uh, the little bubble out to the left, you know, catching it and getting north and south right away. I thought those were really good examples of uh, of him just making plays when the opportunities were there. So I had talked about yesterday in many circumstances where you have a couple of turnovers by the offense, you give up a special teams play, and they don't look offensively as good as maybe they have in the past. As a matter of fact, they didn't look as good as they have in the past. Uh, but also Rogers says, hey, one thing don't forget about, I mean, throwing in those conditions yesterday and the wind being what it was, we all sat in our homes and, and could hear it blowing almost the damn house over. They were playing in it. It was, it was an ideal conditions yesterday. And, and Rogers talks about that. Again, the swirl, the swirling effect was, uh, was definitely there. Um, you're looking up the flags, they're kind of coming from the North, but the wind seemed to be uh, kind of going all over the place. So, um, you know, we made do with it. We threw the ball for, you know, a lot of yards, but, uh, um, definitely had some opportunities uh, in the passing game that uh, you know, the wind affected some of the throws. So Lambeau Field has been this home field juggernaut for the Packers for forever, right? It's It's been extremely solid when it comes to your fortress of solitude. Uh, it also brings with it some weather. And Rogers talks about the home field advantage right now and the weather coming up uh, the later this year. To me, that's always been the biggest difference is the conditions themselves. So obviously having a loud fan base is important and feeling the energy, especially for the defensive players, is very important. But getting warmer weather or dome teams up here in December and January has always been, I feel like, a good advantage for us. Uh, and we've, you know, we've thrown the ball well in bad weather. We've won big games in the bad weather. You know, I think it does even some things out because it is 
everything just kind of moves a little bit slower. But getting a home game in, in uh, January with or without fans, hopefully with, uh, will definitely be an advantage for us. And then he was asked the question about his buddy, David Bakhtiari, who is uh, his protector, his left tackle, and uh, talks about Bakhtiari signing the new deal, maybe doing a little bit of celebrating with him as well. Um, I'm sure I'll get a chance to enjoy uh, some vino, which is usually uh, that's wine for the layperson. Um, but he's uh, he enjoys wine, and I'm sure I'll uh, bring over a bottle at some point and enjoy it with him and his uh, his sweet lady. Um, but I've, I've you know I've, I've been uh, Dave and I are really close friends. I, mean, you know, I would say best friends. I'm not sure if he would, um, but so I've obviously. It's been interesting to me to see where they're at, and he's been keeping me up to date as much as he feels comfortable. Um, but I, I was excited for him last night when I heard that uh, this is probably gonna gonna go down. So, which I like how he says his uh, sweet lady. <laughs> Just, I don't know if I'd ever call any of my buddies, girlfriends, or fiancés sweet lady. Maybe I would. I guess you know I'd probably say his beautiful fiance. You know, beautiful girlfriend. You know, good friend, whatever. I don't know if I'd go sweet lady. <laughs> but that being said, he talks about, uh, you know, you get Bakhtiari done. Okay. Uh, he says now it's important because Aaron Jones is playing some really good football and, and Aaron Rodgers would like to see his running back locked up too. There's going to be some interesting gymnastics done with uh, some of the salary cap, I'm sure, for certain players. He's a talented, talented guy, and he does so much for offense. Um, but, you know, there's, I'm sure there's going to be some tough decisions uh, when it comes to certain guys. So there you go. That is Aaron Rodgers after the game yesterday. When we come back, we're going to talk with Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider. He's going to be joining us, this portion of the program, brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders as well. And, uh, hey, look, uh, if you're like me at the beginning of this year when COVID was starting to hit, you thought, I am not coming out of this bigger fatter, nastier, slower, sluggish, less energy, blech. No, I said that's that's it. I'm going to come out of this whole thing better. So when we finally can go out and emerge, whatever that happens to be, we'll be able to look good doing it, feel good, have the energy, and that's what New Mail has brought to the table for me. I called them. I started myself on the all-in-one weight loss program. I was still doing the low-T treatments, had the energy, the mental clarity, the stamina. It's all good. And I've been recommending this to everybody. Just call them, 414 414-455-4451. I know the commercials say I'm down 40 pounds, but it's a lot more than that. I started out at 292 on January 2nd. I'm at 236.9 today, and I continue to go down. My goal is to get to 230. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I'm really working hard, and I'm not losing a lot. I'm adding muscularity back now. I'm starting to work out with heavier weights, but uh, I, I feel great, and it's been uh, a fantastic journey, but I, I, I did it because I jump-started myself with the New Mail Medical uh, Program, so call them, 414 455 Four four five one again four one four four five five four four five one. That is the New Mail Medical Center, and don't forget you can't do anything if you don't call. So give them a shout and give them an opportunity to earn your business the way they did mine. When we come back, Mike Clements, our guy, our Green and Gold Insider. He was at Lambeau Field yesterday, a vacant Lambeau Field yesterday. We'll hear from him for the remainder of the program. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show is up next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. 
deep. And the catch is made. Marquez Valdez scampling is going to scamper into the end zone, and that's a Packer touchdown. You know, with, with Aaron Rodgers, he's one of the best in the game, and so you just got to find an opening and, uh, you know, go out and, and make the play. Packers get a win, 24-20. Welcome back to the program. Uh, the highlight there, courtesy of Fox, Marquez Valdez-Scantling making the catch, scampering in and showing you why he has much-regarded speed. Uh, I mean, he's just got it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, bringing you Bud Light Seltzer and the Bill Michaels Huddle coming up on Thursday night. Going to be a good one, 6-8. to eight. Getting you ready for the Packers and the Indianapolis Colts. Hopefully you're going to be here. Again, that's coming up on Thursday night, 6-8 to eight, on many of these same stations. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And uh, MVS now in back-to-back weeks, Mike's showing up. And if he emerges as uh, maybe that true second or at least a very reliable third when you get Lazard back, suddenly uh, Aaron's got all kinds of weapons to throw to, you know? It is, and it's exactly what we were talking about. After that drop in the flats, he comes back with a, a bomb uh, over the middle, and then a, you know, a touchdown in the back of the end zone the last game. And then yesterday, um, the information we were getting from the field was that the wind was coming from the north, blowing toward the south end zone, anywhere from gusts up to 44 miles an hour, and really very similar conditions to the home game against the Minnesota Vikings, where Mike Zimmer and company just stuck with Delvin Cook, and he rushed for over 200 yards on you. Um, and James Robinson, this rookie running back who's been coming on for the Jaguars, he was pretty steady. You know, he's he's shorter, he's 5'9", but he's got some pretty good moves, and his best ones were running on the outside, which seems to still be an Achilles heel for this Packers defense. But, you know, when I saw a lot of fans tweeting, you know, well, this game sucks or there's no energy, and to me, I was looking at a game that it was really bad win conditions, and teams are just sort of feeling things out. You don't want to give up a turnover. And right, you know, at the start of the game, you're playing field position. And the other thing is, it was a very slippery field. People were slipping left and right on it because of the rain that was coming down. It was making the turf slick. Um, you know, it was a disadvantage for, for both teams at that point. So I thought that at the start, and we were told that in the first and third quarter, would be the Jags would have to win at their back. Second and fourth would be for Green Bay. However, after the game, talking to both Doug Marone, the head coach of the Jags, and the, some of the players from the Packers, like, no, really, the wind came down over the North scoreboard, and then it went was going, you know, from left to right. Uh, you know, it was it was going across the field, so it was all over the place. To me, I thought that the reason they went for that bomb at the start of the second quarter, as they'd started that drive toward the end of the first quarter is because the wind would be at the back and they could get Quez open. But Marquez Valdez-Scanling says, you know, they went with that play at the 78-yard bomb at the start of the second quarter for different reasons. Uh, the previous play, uh, we had through a, a quick out route to Devontae, and I had run a go route on him on uh, the previous play, and I see I can get behind him. He wasn't really um, respecting the deep, and so I went back to the huddle and told Aaron um, that, you know, I can get by him. And, um, you know, the next play, we went out and threw a go ball. And, Bill, MVS is still very much humble. He's really no different than the player that you sat down for a one-hour interview last year in Green Bay about, you know, he doesn't – 
I mean, maybe there's still some growing up to do. I think he's getting more confident. He's becoming a better player all the time. But he's certainly not going to talk about himself or draw attention to himself until I think he gets to the next level. Uh, but meanwhile, the, yeah. the other thing that was interesting was the defense that the Jaguars came in. And I kept on seeing you know, a, the single safety deep. And we asked Doug Marone about it. He actually gave up what kind of coverage that they had. He talked about that it was a three-deep. When, when I heard him say that, well, that's the Legion of Boom. I mean, right. that's what Gus Bradley and those guys ran all those years up in Seattle uh, 10 years ago that you know, when, you know, the Packers lost to in the NFC Championship game. This is Doug Marone, the Jaguars head coach, on the coverage the Jags had on that 78-yard bomb. MVS in the second quarter. Then we gave up a, a long play, the 78-yard touchdown. Um, you know, that was tough. We just got beat. Uh, it just ran by us in, in three deep. It just ran by us. I mean, <laughs> there's, I mean, it, MVS just basically went inside or outside, inside, and off he went. And he just burned everybody. And that's kind of what we've been looking for, Mike, is him to have the ability to kind of blow that lid off, which would then, when you add in a guy like the route running ability of Alan Lazard and the trustworthiness there, the guy like Sternberger and Tanyan, and you get Aaron Jones out of the backfield, not to mention Devontae Adams, then it starts to loosen things up for that offense. Yeah, here's the other thing, too. You know, Darius Shepard's got a shoulder injury. Tyler Urban left the game yesterday with a rib. You know, man, you've got to get Alan Lazard back now, you know? Right. Um, there's that kid that they brought up, you know, from the practice squad yesterday to have a couple and had a couple of blocks or so, and what didn't show up much. Um, you know, you really need MVS to take that next step. And I thought what was interesting, because it was such a beautiful pass to watch that ball up in the air from the press box and come down on target. But I thought, but that's a weird ball, because MVS had him beat on the sidelines. Why would Rodgers be throwing the ball to the numbers? And Rodgers talked about what he saw on that 78-yard TD bomb to MVS at the start of the second quarter. The deep ball was, uh, first, a really nice protection uh, pickup by Aaron Jones. Second, you know, it was a weird coverage. They were ringing the safety of that side and kind of rolling the coverage behind it with a, like a zero half on that side, facing man-to-man on Bobby and, and uh, Marquez. Uh, the wind was obviously strange, you know, but I was feeling like if I threw it a little inside, the ball was definitely tailing to the right. So I just tried to put it up in the air and throw it a little bit inside, um, expecting the ball to kind of float to the right a little bit. And Marquez did all the separation at, at kind of the you know 20-yard mark and then, you know, did a nice job catching it, the switching field and kind of using the ref uh, to get in the end zone there. I uh, I like what uh, Rogers you know kind of breaks down and has to talk about on that bomb. I also like the fact that um, this team, when he talks about uh, the TD pass to Devontae Adams, the same type of thing where he was under pressure, he had to go high, he had to get the ball to a particular place. It seems like both. I mean, Devontae Adams has always been on the same page, but Marquez Valdez Scanling is kind of noticing things. And on that pass to Devontae Adams, he, he had mentioned that earlier, Mike, that, you know, Devontae had that ankle injury. He was coming back. He ran a, an, uh, a pattern that was normally for Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but he ran it and ran it well. And, and Rodgers knew where he was going to be and put the ball in the only place that could Devontae could come down with it. Yeah, and I thought you made an interesting comment uh, on the show the other day about when it comes to MVS, get, get him involved in the game earlier, just like Jermichael Finley back yep. in the day, you know? Get the, there's going to be a couple of drops or a couple of whiffs, but get him into a rhythm early. He might be one of those kinds of guys. Now, the uh, the Jaguars 
had a, a, a rookie that was out there with Chris Claybrooks, number 27. I just found this on film. It's in the second quarter, and Devontae's making a little catch off to the left-hand side. And this kid twists and rolls him up, and I see you know, his ankle get all twisted. And I'm wondering if that's what caused the injury to Devontae later in the game. Now, uh, Devontae Adams had the one ridiculous catch, which I think was they thought was going to be a free play, but they ended up calling holding on the Packers. It nullified a touchdown. But Rodgers was asked about that TD pass in the fourth quarter to Devontae Adams that put them up 24-20. to 20. It ended up being, if you will, the go-ahead or winning touchdown. Well, first I want to talk about the one that didn't count because I'm assuming you're talking about the one that did count. I didn't see if it was holding or not. Uh, it's always tough when you move to the right, on the right tackle uh, to uh, engage and disengage. The defensive line has gotten good at uh, making it look like holding if it might not actually be holding. But that was a hell of a route. I mean, he got to the top of that, made a stick, and I threw the ball in the air, and he made, you know, it was just a just a really smooth, beautiful route and catch. You know, the, the play that actually had a touchdown, first I'm going to talk about his toughness. I won't get into what he was dealing with, but the fact that he's out, out, and then I'm on the sidelines, and I hear, hey, 17 said he wants to go back in. Look, you might think that's a normal thing in this game, Maybe it was 10 years ago, but you just see less and less of that happening. I think there's more of a, oh, you know, Doc doesn't think I can go here. Maybe I should sit sit out the rest of the game. But 17's built different. He always has been. And for him to get back out there, I asked him a couple times. I said, you okay? You good? And, uh, and he just nodded that he was. So that route and that play that he scored on is really a play from Marquez. Sliding across the formation, they did a good job of kind of uh, getting hands on him. Tay just slow played it on the backside. I don't, it wasn't an easy throw based on the wind, and I wasn't trying to put it like 10 feet up in the air for him to come down on his shoulder like that. But the dude is a special player. He's, uh, he's one of a kind. He never ceases to grow my respect. And it's just another chapter for him today, dealing with, with what he was dealing with, to come back out there and catch a touchdown. That's what you want from your leaders. Isn't that a little enlightening, Mike, when he says in today's day and age, you know, back in the day it was always rub some dirt on it and get back out there. Now, because doctors say you probably shouldn't, guys listen to the doctors and don't want to go back in because they don't want to risk their career, they don't want to risk money, they don't want to risk further injury, whereas a guy like Devontae says, no, I want to go back in, I'm ready to go. Well, it's and, also and it's the GM saying, we want this guy back this season and we don't want to ruin his career. So we're right. not bringing him back in two weeks. When the doctor says, wait four weeks, so you don't risk a more severe tear to that muscle or mm-hmm. whatever the situation is. The other thing it points out is this. Even though you've got some ridiculous angry Peck fans today saying, big deal, they're 7-2, and two. they haven't beat a team except one that had a winning record, and blah, 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 and they barely got past the 1-7 and seven team, and you know this team's going nowhere, all that nonsense. The fact is, this is what the game plan was for this season is that if you got Devontae Adams, Lazard, and who are these other receivers you could d- develop? So by the time you do get to November and December, that these guys will be at playoff level, and that's the progress that you do want to see, whether it's against a desperate Jaguars team, which played really hard and physical, and, you know, hey, to heck with Vegas. They're the ones that said it was a 13-point difference. But if you'd watched the last two weeks of tape from the Jaguars, I had some pretty tough questions on the floor last week, and he knew what was coming in terms of that non-stop four-man rush that they had. They had a pretty good rush on those guys yesterday. And LaFleur talked about that go-ahead TD, TD pass to Devontae Adams, even though he's out there on a sore ankle. That play was actually designed to to go to Marquez on the other side, and they did a good job defending it. And 
it's something we saw on tape, but we figured if, if Quez wasn't open, then we'd have Tay, Tay potentially in a one-on-one situation. And he did such a great job coming off the ball, kind of slow playing it like it was a run, and then accelerating out of that cut. And Aaron gave him a, a nice opportunity right there with that throw, and he went up and, and made the play. Uh, we're talking with Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. More with Mike coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And uh, they've got great products, great sales consultants. When you talk about uh, the dedication to the quality of their product, over 150 patents. And they've got great offers, such as right now. No money down, no payments, and no interest for two years. And did you know that many of you that have called them up or went to their website and said, hey, I want to, uh, I want to talk about this, you buy right then and there. You find out the product is so great. And the four things that everybody wants as a homeowner when you're putting in windows is four things. Here, here they go. One, you want your house to become economical. Two, you want to beautify your house. You want it to look nice. You want it to feel nice. You want it to operate nice. Number three, I think, uh, which is incredibly important, adds value to your home. And number four, security. You feel better not having to put a stick in there that the windows are going to actually latch and lock and stay closed. You can't just prime open with your fingers. You want security. And those things right now come through with Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com, and they're going to give you an additional 5% off of everything right now. That's including no down payment, no payments um, for twelve or for uh, two years, and no interest. No money down, no payments, and no interest for two years. You're good to go from PellaWI.com. Again, go to PellaWI.com to see all that they have to offer. Stay tuned. We're talking with Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider. More with Mike coming up next. J.K. Scott ready to punt it to Keelan Cole. He's got the win with him. Cole backs up inside the 10 of Jacksonville. All the way up to the 25. Across the 30. Cole gets a block. Only the punter. Scott can stop him. He slows him for a moment. But that's going to be a Jacksonville touchdown. Keelan Cole, 90 yards. The energy, the passion. We're playing football. These guys are playing a, a, you know, a kid's game, getting paid for it, man. It's uh, disturbing to me that, again, it starts with myself and our staff. We've got we've to bring more energy for these guys. Well, it's a little disturbing for the rest of us as well that the Packers came out and seemed, anyway, a little bit flat. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Van Horn Auto. Go to VanHornAuto.com for all that they have to offer. I've done it now four different times. Again, VanHornAuto.com. They are employee-owned. Everybody there has skin in the game. And if you want to buy a new car, buy a used car, find a car, trade in a car, finance a car, heck, even schedule service, you can do it all online with the great folks over there at VanHornAuto.com. Love my new Chevy Silverado. Love the Genesis that I bought. And, uh, look, you can find your vehicle. You can find your dream car. You can find even some high-end sports cars all at the website. Go to VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, and Mike, uh, he's right. I mean, it's you're getting paid to play a kid's game. You can't be up for every game. But it was a little bit disconcerting to see them come out at least seemingly a little bit flat in yesterday's contest. Yeah, Matt LaFleur and, and the energy question and I wanted to talk about special teams, Sean Manenga. I mean, he's been able to eliminate penalties. The, they've been consistent. Mason Crosby's been incredible with his accuracy. By the way, when you had Mason on the other day, 
I mean, were you surprised that the punter, J.K. Scott, still had the kickoff duty yesterday? A little bit, because I thought uh, Mason was going to be back. And uh, Although J.K. Scott's done a pretty admirable job, but I, I Mason made it sound like he was ready to go, and apparently he's still not 100%. So then, you know, you had the... Um... You had the blocked punt uh, from the Texans. They had one of their backup running backs run right up the A-gap, and Dexter Williams, who's now out for the year with a knee injury, he was supposed to be the protector, completely whiffed on the block. And then yesterday, this 91-yard punt return. Um, I'm looking at the coverage. But by the way, it's this is ironic because just the other day, in talking to Menenga, the special teams coordinator, we talked about, well, you know, who are, your, who are some of your best players on, on teams coverage? Who are your best gunners he says we call them our first in guys and he the first guy he mentioned was will redmond the backup safety great at tackling great at hustle down there great at being mm-hmm. the first ones down there another one he mentioned was equinemia st brown who actually works pretty good running the sidelines using his speed and getting down there and then malik taylor he mentioned him as well the the you know the fifth wide receiver that beat out kumro for a job and another one is john lovett now we, this kind of got into the weekend. John Lovett is number 45, the kid who was brought in from the Chiefs at both fullback and tight end. He's in practice Thursday afternoon in pads, blows out his knee, torn ACL, lost for the year. He played on all four special teams for Menenga. And Will Redmond's you know, inactive dealing with a shoulder injury, so that's one of the things that was playing into that yesterday. He's got different guys in there and covered some of his best right now shelled or done for the season. And it leads to that kind of a play. But then the other thing is the juice, the energy. And the fans were absolutely right. What are these guys doing standing around? And it's got to be more than there aren't fans in the stands. I mean, hell, you're playing for 4 million people on TV. And Matt LaFleur, he said, he, it's the head coach is bringing this up. And, you know, LaFleur is kind of a low-key guy. But maybe he's got to get mad at these guys. I don't know if he gets mad at them in team meetings. I don't know if he gets mad at them on the sidelines. He's sort of enjoyed a honeymoon, but he was asked, "Why? how can you be flat at home against the Vikings and then against these Jaguars and not really show domination until that defense holds that rookie quarterback to those two drives in the fourth quarter to hold on to 24-20 at Lambeau? I felt like that was the first time our team came alive. Uh, you could feel it on the sidelines, everybody rooting for one another. We need that from, from the opening kick. That's the standard. And we can't just pick and choose when we want to do that. Uh, yeah, the game's on the line, so it's easy to get up for that. That that we have got to do a better job from when we when before we start the game to show that kind of energy, show that kind of motion, show that kind of support for one another that we saw at the end of the game. And if we don't get that, we're not going to be at our best. You know, I get it. It's a strange year. And certainly we're used to having fans to help bring that energy to our football team. And we don't have that right now, unfortunately. And that's the situation. And and it is what it is. So we've got to do a better job of supplying that juice internally. Uh, that's going to be something that we will challenge everybody in this organization that's a part of this football team to bring more emotion to, you, you can't take these opportunities for granted. You got to, you got to give your best every time you get a chance to go out there. And again, it starts with m- myself and then it goes to our assistants and then our players. So we've got to do a better job. I, uh, I get it. What bothers me is if you end up with home field advantage, right now the way things stand, Mike, they're the top team in the NFC at 7-2 and two with a tiebreaker over the Saints. Let's say this plays out, 
if you're going to come out with a, a very little energy type of performance at home, does it benefit the Packers to be at home when it comes to the postseason? I know. It's the same old argument. It's like, hey, they keep saying that they want to be at home, but they seem to always play better in domes. But Aaron Rodgers, who was – I think half serious, half kidding, saying, well, the scoreboard crew, why don't they play Roll Out the Barrel and YMCA and the kinds of songs they do on game day because otherwise it's just been kind of static at these home games with no fans in the stands. And Rodgers is talking about anticipating if this team is in the postseason, what, how they would perform with or without fans. You know, from what I've heard, even, you know, planning for the Super Bowl, they're not expecting a lot of fans. So I would assume even under uh, the best conditions, uh, in the city, in those cities, that you know maybe twenty, thirty percent is kind of the most that can be hoped for. Uh, I don't think that's going to make a huge difference. The difference, to me, that's always been the biggest difference is the conditions themselves. So obviously, having a loud fan base is important, and feeling the energy, especially for the defensive players, is very important. But getting warmer weather or dome teams up here in December and January has always been, I feel like, a good advantage for us. Uh, and we've, you know, we've thrown the ball well in, the, in bad weather. We've won big games in the bad weather. You know, I think it does even some things out because it is, everything just kind of moves a little bit slower. But getting a home game in, in uh, January with or without fans, hopefully with, uh, will definitely be an advantage for us. Well, we know, Mike, at least Bakhtiari, when it comes to the cold, he can make a blanket of money. Yeah, and you know what? His agent told the Packers he wants to stay in there, but you got to make him the highest-paid left tackle. That's, he's not taking anything less. That's And that was strange that this thing, the story broke during the game. But here's right. Bakhtiari talking about his new $105 million deal. Yeah, I mean, it, negotiations can get uh, heated. And uh, it really came down to the wire. And there's just something about Jacksonville that makes the Packers and myself want to get a deal done. So um, it was about 11 o'clock um, by the time I had signed on the dotted line. And I just said, let my close family and friends, people I knew that wouldn't say anything to distract from the game. Um, I think that happens. I mean, this is now my second time doing it with them. I, I think it's the normal um, negotiation. The one thing that I think we had in common was we did want to reach an agreement and I wanted to be here and they wanted me to be here. So I think that goal was strong enough to bridge the gaps. So my first memory of David Bakhtiari is training camp 2013. Here's this kid from Colorado, winless team from the fourth round, one-on-ones against Clay Matthews three times. The third time Clay could not get around this kid. He pulled his chin strap off and threw it on the ground, frustrated. And Brian Gudekin says, yeah, he remembers scouting this kid, Bakhtiari, in Colorado the year before in 2012. I actually was talking to David um, uh, after the game today. Like, I actually happened to, to go to Colorado that, that year, and it was later in the year. Uh, they were not a very good team at the time. I'm not sure they had won a game. Um, and he was a junior. Uh, and so, you know, talking to people there and asking, just asking general questions, hey, who's your best player? It was pretty unanimous that David was. And then when you watched him – on an 0-7, 0-8 team at the time, um, the way he prepared and practice, uh, the way he worked, uh, you knew there was something a little bit different about him. Um, you know, when we got into the process with Ted and, and uh, you know, we really 
probably had him ranked um, much higher than actually where we ended up drafting him. Um, we were very, uh, we really thought he had a chance to be um, a good player in the National Football League. Did we know that he was going to be, you know, become, you know, the elite left tackle on the National? I don't, I don't know if we, uh, you know, could have predicted that or we would have taken him a lot sooner. But um, you got to give a lot of credit to Dave and the work ethic and um, what he's done. Uh, not only to become the player that he's become, but to stay out there. And uh, it was good to get him back tonight. Um, and, um, you know, it's good to have him for the next four years. And, Bill, the big and, question is $105 million of left tackle. Does that leave anything left for Aaron Jones or other free agents you want to get to next year? We know the salary cap is coming down because of the money lost because of COVID this season. Uh, there's other teams, though, that will be in salary cap hell where you might get a good player that will be on the market because they had to cut him. And so Bakhtiari, so Gudikins was said was asked with this mega deal of Bakhtiari, does that drain all your salary cap money? There's just some avenues uh, as we move forward uh, that allows us to, um, you know, kind of uh, reduce, uh, you know, his number in the next couple of years that uh, um, maybe um, we wouldn't have been able to do if we couldn't come to an agreement. So um, again. Um, he's an elite player at an elite position. Uh, we thought it was important to lock him up. And um, I think this was actually an important part of what we're trying to do. Um, this will actually, uh, as we move forward into 21, which is going to be a challenging year for everyone in the National Football League, but this will give us a little bit more flexibility um, moving forward. So um, obviously, again, David's a very important part of our team. Uh, he approaches it the right way, takes care of himself, works really hard. Uh, it's very important to him. I think he really wanted to be here. And um, as far as you know, your question, I think this actually gives us a little bit more flexibility to uh, to move forward. Mike, good stuff as always, and you're going to want to listen to the next segment. We've got breaking news coming out of the NFC. Thank you, Bill. All right, buddy, there you go. Mike Clemens joining us, and we've got some breaking news regarding the NFC when we come back. More of the Bill Michael Show. We wrap it up next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. A reminder, coming up on Thursday night, 6 to 8, we got the Bill Michaels Huddle presented by Bud Light Seltzer coming up. And then the game this weekend, it's on your schedule as a noon kickoff. Uh, Green Bay at Indianapolis has been moved to 325, so we're going to have a later edition beginning at 630-ish. The, uh, the Green and Gold postgame show with Gary Ellison and yours truly, and we're going to break down and give you the analysis uh, of the Packers and the Colts and take your phone calls and reactions to that. But some breaking news out of the NFC. Drew Brees is suffering from three fractured ribs on his left side and two fractured ribs on his right side, possibly more, they say. Uh, doctors have now cautioned him to be especially careful with the damage to his lung. Um I don't know if Drew Brees is – if he does play, he's certainly going to be hampered. Uh, but I don't know if Drew Brees is going to be back anytime soon with broken ribs. So uh, that is the team right now that is tied technically atop the spot with the Green Bay Packers with a 7-2 and record in the NFC. Everybody else is 6-3 and or lower on the totem pole. But uh, with the uh, New Orleans Saints now ailing – 
uh, and Drew Brees not being able to be Drew Brees. Don't get me wrong. I think New Orleans is still a very good football team but and because Kamara does a majority of the, the, the work. But uh, that is significant when you talk about the injuries in the NFC. So uh, the Green Bay Packers sitting atop the, uh, the NFC right now and a Drew Brees and company behind him after he took that brutal hit from Staley yesterday. And by the way, Staley was flagged on that. Look, I, I appreciate the fact that Drew Brees got injured on that play. and But that was one hell of a hit. He got flagged for that, for roughing the passer. That I thought, I thought that was just a bang-bang play and a very hard hit and a tenacious play. Uh, by the way, the Saints uh, have the Falcons coming up. Then they go on the road to take on the Broncos. They get the Falcons yet again, then the Eagles. Then they get the Chiefs, the Vikings, and the Panthers to round out their their season. So you would assume, uh, you know, Drew Brees is probably good by the last three games of the season, but we'll wait and see because he's suffering now from three broke ribs on one side, two broke ribs on another side. So, boy, some uh, – I, I hate to say tough break, pardon the pun, but – Tough break for uh, Drew Brees and the uh, New Orleans Saints. But uh, in the NFC, nobody frets when you have an injury. You just keep moving. So, anyway, long story short, uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, get a little bit of news today regarding the top spot in the NFC. But uh, when you woke up today, hopefully you felt good because that's where the Packers have found themselves. Now they uh, sit back and relax and watch a little bit of the Chicago Bears game tonight, coming up tonight because the Bears – don't forget, are going to be after next Sunday, the next opponent for the Green Bay Packers. You have got uh, the Bears and the Vikings coming up tonight. By the way, you got Kirk Cousins 0-9 on Monday Night Football. The Bears 0-3 in their last three ballgames. One of those streaks have to give tonight. Packers coming up against Indianapolis on Sunday, and then after that is the Bears. So going to be watching tonight for a couple of different reasons when it comes to the Bears and the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Good stuff today. Hopefully you feel a little bit better about your Green Bay Packers after we got a chance to kind of inject some reality into the emotion. And we'll talk more about this coming up tomorrow as well. But until then, time for us to go. Have a going. Sleep. Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.